1: Watch the Atheist Experience live Sundays at 4.30 p.m. Central. Visit tiny.cc/slash ytaxp and call into the show at 512-991-9242 or connect to the show online at tiny.cc/slash callaxp. It's time to get sexy on secular sexuality.
0: Hello, and welcome to Secular Sexuality, the ACA show just one bouquet short of a rose ceremony. Obviously, I'm Christy Powell, and I'm joined tonight by a panel of popcorn throwing reality TV star superstars and real life 90 day fiancés, including Phoebe Rose. Oh, hello. <laughs> Miss O'Kiss. Hello. And our guest panelist, licensed professional counselor, Ashley Hogan.
2: And tonight's poll is, uh, is reality TV dating really just harmless entertainment? And you can uh, vote on that and you will find out the results of the poll towards the end of the show. In the meantime, we are going to be talking about that drink-throwing, taunting toxicity of reality television. So, you know, (laughs) if you want to call us with your stories or questions, you can reach us at 512 991 nine, four, nine, two, four, two. I have this so that's fun. Uh Um, Or on tiny.cc slash call sex because the show is coming now.
0: Okay, well, I know from our pre show that we are all chomping at the bit to get into this conversation, but let us not forget to take a moment and appreciate those things this week that have been turning us on. So, uh, Phoebe, let me start quickly with you. What's got you revved up this
3: week? Well, lots of things get me revved up this week. I mean, well, my car, for one thing, it, it's nice and sexy. It, it's feeling that <laughs> sexiness, my car, because, you mm-hmm. know, it's had an engine tune and, you know, it's revving up and, you know, it, it's getting quite fired up, though. So, you know, a Brit and her car. What, what <laughs> Hey, fair enough. I'm glad to hear it.
2: What kind of car Uh, is it?
0: A nice one. It's the best kind <laughs> My it's,
2: long time. it's mine
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, miss you miss o, what about you what's got you worked up right now
2: um I don't want to say turning me on because people will be scared of me but um I've been really digging the uh, cabinet of curiosities like Guillermo del Toro's uh, anthology show it is <clears> out there it is great and uh yeah yeah i like things that are disturbing and as we said earlier are missing black mirror not right? in real life then maybe yeah.
0: <laughs> no I'm I'm totally stoked for it uh thank you so much i'm glad to hear that that lives up to the hype uh (laughs) uh, ashley what about you what's got you worked up right now
4: um i also don't know if i want to say turned on because uh but my boyfriend got me all the sailor moon manga for christmas (gasps) yeah there you go. I know, I know, I'm blessed. Uh, and it's just making my little heart go pitter patter. <laughs> um, but I have to forget that she's 14. Yeah, yeah, you know, it, it, it's
0: art, right? Ah, Not
3: an actual 14 year old. It's
4: complicated. Complicated, it's complicated.
3: Dubiously <laughs> legal in the UK. Yeah. <laughs>
4: depending on what state you're in in the
3: united states yeah yep so there's a lot of messiness
0: obviously in the way our culture deals with sex and love and relationships and that's i guess what we are here to try and sort through tonight i I, i'll go ahead and say i i know that i'm in the minority tonight because before i turn everything over to you you know 90 day blind love bachelorettes i (laughs) I wanted to at least (laughs) take a moment and acknowledge that personally I find reality TV dating shows kind of challenging like you know not just myself but everybody involved in this show donates all of these hours volunteering to help bring people like hopefully useful information <laughs> and valuable conversations about diverse relationships about autonomy about dismantling the patriarchy and you know it feels kind of weird to be having a conversation yeah. uh, about these shows that kind of routinely demonize bisexuals as being untrustworthy that take for granted a number of toxic gender roles and that seem to like really emphasize a toxic level of mate guarding and enforced monogamy I mean is that a fair take mm. from all of you I mean what could I be missing here that, Ashley let me start with you
4: uh, well first of all tell me how you really feel <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean honestly I don't think there's any entertainment out there books shows TVs other movies otherwise that aren't problematic in some way like sure. I think with any sort of entertainment that we consume there has to be a bit of a willing suspension of disbelief sometimes Mm -hmm. depending on what it is that we're watching. So you're not necessarily wrong. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Sure. And I get that it's very cool
0: to dunk on reality dating shows. I mean, you can just check the the YouTube chat right now. And I know that there are just as many people who base their personality around hating these shows as there are people who love these shows. So I I, want to try and own that.
4: Yeah. Like, I think we're all just doing our best to be within our values in this capitalist society. (laughs) And sometimes-
0: Ethical television consumption under late stage capitalism.
4: I truly believe that there's not. And if there is, it's probably not a very good show. Um, <laughs> and we're all just That's doing dark. We're all just doing our best out Ooh, here. And Sarah. if this is the Ooh. garbage that I get to consume, I will consume my garbage and I'm fine. I
0: will consume my good. garbage and I'm fine. I, <laughs> how does that sit with you?
2: Um. Honestly, I agree with you. Um. it's, I think that's one of the things I actually really enjoy about watching these shows, weirdly, is because my friend group is it, its very queer, very neurodivergent. None of the demographics that are in these shows really feature in my life pretty much at all. So I kind of watch it with this like fascination of oh so this is where all the bullshit in the world is coming from people <laughs> i guess have these like weird hang-ups of like well if you're friends with a man then you're clearly cheating or whatever weird bullshit that these things will come up with and it's like i forget that people i i forget that i guess just really straight basic people exist so
0: yeah all right so there's a little bit of like ogling I, and i can appreciate mm-hmm. the the voyeurism that goes into that, uh, Phoebe. Um, what, what about for you? What is what am I missing about
3: the quality? You're, watch, of you're watching the wrong shows. You're watching <laughs> the wrong one. Because in Britain, we have some, we actually have some really good ones. I mean, we have First Dates and First Dates Hotel, which is basically just people going on a first date. So they've got my own first dates are too miserable to watch. I don't. So
0: they'll have people stuff. that
3: are like really awkward. That Do you have reality like not done shows about Like
0: urology appointments or. <laughs>
3: Well, there is a turn. there is, there is Dr. Pimple Popper. So there is, well, no, just, get, just, 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 okay, just don't go enough. there. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, so a, a bunch of y'all so, hit on this, so, but it does seem like a, a big part of what makes these shows relatable is just watching these like really big personalities in these hyperbolic situations be messy. Like, are, are we watching these shows out of like Schadenfreude,
3: like a desire to see people mess up? <laughs> Of course! Yeah, that's okay. human nature, of course! Walk me through it, yeah. But the thing is though, I think it's because I'm in Britain. There are there are those schadenfreude nonsense over-the-top shows that's called Married at First Sight. But then we also have the other shows which are just ogling at people like Naked Attraction, uh, First Dates Hotel, First Dates, etc. Where basically... It's just a fly on the wall. Oh, look at these people. They're having a date. You're never going to see them again. Next. (laughs) (laughs) Whereas Married at First Sight UK, it's wall-to-wall nonsense. (laughs) (laughs) Then you have Married at First Sight Australia, Married at First Sight New Zealand, Married at First Sight USA, Married at First Sight South Africa, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera.
2: I think that's actually a a good point, though. Like, um, there is, like, a culture element that goes into these shows. Like, Mm -hmm. and... American reality TV seems way worse with like the okay we need the drama and if people aren't fighting nothing is worth you know nothing is happening sure um because I remember like there's actually a love is blind Japan very different tone from the American one or even like if you're going to Kitchen Nightmares when that one came over to America yes we're gonna need to make over the whole restaurant otherwise no one will care and um like all the weird fights that weren't real because you could see the splice from the reaction was like done before the makeover right of the restaurant but the argument was like after so
0: right like a
2: lot of it does seem to be a way americans like to write their reality television seem to just like to make it real messy here
3: you write your reality tv like your politics absolutely (laughs) devoid of reality
4: Yeah, but I mean, that's the part that I like about it though, because like with any like entertainment, like it's about escapism, like sure. this show, and I've been watching reality TV since Jerry Springer during the summer, or whenever right? I was like <laughs> homesick from school, like I've been watching those talk shows and shit since I was a kid, and so it is, it's just like an escapism of, it's reality, but it's not really reality. Like curated. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, is there is there like a cautionary tale element here? I mean, does oh, it, does it benefit percent. our society to watch people like fuck up and and drop the ball in these silly
4: ways? I mean, does it benefit our society to watch football? or basketball? I, Valid question. Yeah.
3: <laughs> hey, yo, 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 yo. You just don't get it. Look, oy, I I I was liking you at the start. I can give
4: it a start. I mean, I feel like that question could go for like any sort of like television or entertainment or movies of like, is there a value to it. Yeah, no, I,
0: I definitely think that that's a important thing to keep in mind here. So many of the criticisms that we level in particular towards like pornography or any type of really sexual expression does tend to get a little bit of extra, I don't know, aggression from the rest of us. A lot of extra judgment.
2: I think one thing that when I watch reality TV, which might be different to other people watching reality TV, is the thing I always think about is the only thing real is that it's really on TV. Yeah. Because like, none of of it i used to to know somebody who worked in reality television and i can't i'm not going to mention the shows or anything because i don't want to get into trouble but like it's very heavily edited and Mm -hmm. there's a story in mind that they're trying to tell and i kind of think reality tv now at least the people going into it i think are more aware of what they're getting into like they know it's going to be bullshit they know they're going to be mangled into some kind of character and then they choose to do it because it might make them famous whereas I think originally people were like oh it's going to be reality as I am and I'm like mm. no 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 yeah. <laughs> because, <laughs> it's I
0: mean, I like don't... the influencer fight that it's it's kind of turned into.
4: Right. I mean that's a big part of like The Bachelor and Bachelorette now is that like a lot of people do go on because they get these huge platforms afterwards and make a fuck ton of money just posting on Instagram and TikTok and like Listen, yes. uh, again, with racism, <laughs> capitalism, I can't fault them for that. Shit, i do it
3: too. Yeah, but I, I have to ask this one question. Are we focusing only on the negatives here? No, we, um, no. But here's the real question. Here's a, here's, a, here's a thing to pose. Are we only seeing it from the point of view of somebody who's watching the show? What happens about the people that go onto the show and actually experience the dating, experience the show itself? How much, how different is it? when you're actually a person on the show and some of there's like married at first sight, you're actually getting married to somebody and you're actually having an intimate relationship with somebody and some of these relationships do last beyond the show. So are we just focusing on this TV conglomerate must-sell advertising space on whatever your network is? Whereas actually there are real people here going in there for a real purpose and some of these people come out with real positive goals. Like some people have got married and have children, some people have gone on first dates for the very first time and got over that hurdle. And are we just looking at this because we are seeing it as sensationalist television and forgetting there are real people here that are doing real things that could be really benefiting
5: from this?
0: Yeah, okay. I mean, it's a it's a fair point to raise, but I also know that the, uh, the statistics on the longevity of most of those relationships and, you know, not to be glib about it, but the numbers around former reality TV show contestants who have completed suicide and things along those lines are definitely worth yeah. At least being concerned about, right? But that's the T right? V companies themselves that need to put in better aftercare. Sure. Yeah. I mean that that's unquestionable, but they're not, right? And <laughs> yeah. We're, we're still but, like, you know, giving them ad dollars and, and everything else. I, I'm not saying this is a great sin, but I, I think it's at least worth raising the question, right?
3: And that's what we should be holding them to the fire over, but we shouldn't mm. be taking away these potential positives that people could be getting out. Sure. Because if you've got, say, an anxiety and someone offers you an opportunity. opportunity, Opportunity to say, have a go at a marriage because you've struggled for God knows how long and you go through this experience and it doesn't work out. Okay, you've given it a go and you've gone down that avenue. But what if you actually do find somebody through these shows? Marriage isn't easy to actually get right. Marriages themselves—what is it? Two out of three marriages in America are ending in divorce now. That was crazy, crazy
2: statistics. Give us a of right. credit. <laughs> I think that's actually one of the things, though, because when you look at how they construct the shows, you've always got the two camps. There's, like yeah. a couple, there's a few people where they're actually giving it a go on whatever the premise is. And I do find myself rooting for them deeply. Um, <laughs> and actually Love is Blind Japan was a really good example of that. Because people were taking it very seriously and asking like important questions about how do you see your life down the line? And all the things that they would like, you know, like personal values and everything else. And was actually trying to find people that would work. Um, and I find with the, the shows, they got the ones like that, and then they've got like their pop, popcorn criteria. So I think they mm-hmm. invite people in to be part of the actual premise, and then they have the people in for memes. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Because- <laughs> then you so have shows that are just memes, like too yeah. hot to handle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Interestingly, <laughs>
2: um, like the la- I want to say the last season of Love is Blind, there were two couples that got married and stayed married. None of them were on the show, though. Like hmm. their all of their content got cut probably I guess it was very boring maybe right? people actually what does that say actual like I mean I think that's the interesting thing when people are actually being genuinely real and you know yeah. trying to like open up about their insecurities and like their hopes and dreams like that's actually what I'd like to see more of and yeah. I think other countries maybe hold on to that more than they do here um, but yeah like I think like I've seen some things even on like Naked Attraction where they just like hit it off and we're like yes <laughs> um, and then there's the ones who are like I keep doing this stupid thing and then they do the stupid thing and I'm like it didn't work out and we're like well we already knew Chocaine. that was your yeah
0: everybody yeah. in C- episode 2 already knew that uh,
2: yeah I would love to see more of the actual people who are in it for the actual premise and see different kinds of people navigating this shit and I wish we mm-hmm. could see more of that dear reality TV people if you're watching be more real please
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, naked so- attraction really does do that I mean naked attraction <laughs> it will take anyone who's anyone on naked attraction it doesn't matter whether you're a cis person trans person monogamous uh, poly They'll take you, and I think that that's something that we need to see is that reality dating shows, or some of them in the UK at least, are starting to reflect society and are starting to actually break down some of these Mm -hmm. cis-heteronormative nonsensical relationships that we're told we must Yeah, Yeah, well, I
0: mean, to to Ashley's point earlier, like, we don't necessarily expect all of the content we consume to perfectly line up with all of our values. You know, I like to pretend to be a space marine and play Halo just like everybody else. <laughs> uh, and I don't necessarily want to like kill the covenant or, or whatever, but you don't. I don't know. Yeah, Why no. Well, all right. Well, okay. <laughs> Why not? <we're> it? <laughs> but I mean, do, do you worry at all about normalizing the the kind of bigoted beliefs that I mentioned at the top? Does it feel like sometimes these things are just like taken for granted in a a lowest common denominator type of discourse? Mm.
2: Yeah, I think again, love is blind. They had one guy who was um, bisexual, and him and this woman that he was like they got through the pod and they were doing really well and she found out he was bisexual and she lost her damn mind and that was really hard for me to watch because I'm just like it was all of the bullshit stereotypes that you're used to hearing Mm -hmm. um, like just coming out and And
0: nobody there to really like correct it right like I I, I don't mean to be a skull, but it it didn't feel like the editing or anything else no the editing lead into it
2: but at the end they do like the recap show and the guy who was um, I guess targeted by all that got to have a say. And was the conversation very great or uh, nuanced? No, I don't think he really, I think they got too much into the, it's both sides. And I'm like, yeah, but one side's not right here. Um, (laughs) So they gave it a go, but I don't know that these shows necessarily um, keep it going like add to it as like i said before i watch it because all of these people are people i never encounter in my real life and i'm like oh my god people who listen to this kind of music exist this is wild (laughs) to me um yeah. but I think most of the people watching it who are going to agree are already feeling that way and they're already part of that culture. Maybe they get to see some of it mirrored back and be like, actually that guy was a real catch and a total hottie and she totally like fucked up there. Maybe it'll, I think it's on, it's going to be on the viewership, on the receiving end of the people actually watching it but I think maybe some people might see the, the ugliness of their views re- reflected in the ugliness of how things play out in reality television perhaps. Yeah, I hope. If it's not
0: being (laughs) just reinforced sure
2: yeah and I I I mean they didn't seem to be like yes this person is correct this is a good thing to do Um, I think it was kind of shown rather flatly perhaps but Mm -hmm. I don't know I mean the fact that they don't ever have any uh, like Anyone not straight, anyone not traditionally attractive, anyone not monogamous, anybody over any you know age, anybody outside of a certain body type is, I think, problematic. And one of the things that makes it, well, way less interesting than it could be here.
4: <laughs> yeah.
2: They're like, love is blind. And I'm like, yeah, but like, if you know everybody on the other side is a smoking number 10 hottie that could be on Spot <laughs> Illustrated at any time, are you really, really testing it? How
3: blind is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a guy. <sighs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we've kind of touched on how the appeal of some of these shows is like that curated realness uh, and that that fake reality. Obviously, um, I guess let me start with the two people who actually went through the K one visa process that's depicted in Ninety Day Fiance. How how should we feel about the the realness or or lack thereof?
2: Oh, there's none.
3: <laughs>
0: Dude, okay, so they just, just not.
3: All I say is, 90 Day Fiance" is a load of tosh, absolute yeah. cod nonsensical round the bend <laughs> tosh. You may as well deep fry it and serve it with your fish and chips. That's how much reality it has left in it, and how much life it's got bearing on what I'm going through at the moment, and what other people that have done a K one visa. It's nothing like that whatsoever. I mean. K1 visas are not the easiest thing to get. They don't take 15 seconds and you can't just rock up and go, yeah, you've actually got to... (laughs) Go through the motions. If you're going to have a genuine relationship, you have the US government breathing down your neck going, have you really met this person? Is this really somebody that you're in a relationship with? Could we see some photographs of you on holiday? Can we see some bank statements together? Could we see, you know, some evidence that, you know, you're actually living together. It's not like, hey, I've just rocked up from this country and I'm having a
2: relationship. It's just not. (laughs) It doesn't work that way sure. uh. the, the amount of times like we're just gonna get married and then come over and I'm like i know that the government doesn't like that <laughs> that's, also, a that's, no. <laughs> that's a don't do because then they think you're being dishonest and sketchy because you didn't come to them first and there's like a whole yeah there's a lot and i again i think this is the mixed bag like you'll see a couple of couples on that where you're like yeah i think they're going through the process of actually doing this shit, which is it's stressful and time-consuming and expensive. Like you've got to get your um, like a printout of your criminal record or lack of, and have it, all of this weird shit. You got to go get tested for leprosy. I don't have leprosy. How many people here can say that? I, yeah. I don't have
3: leprosy either. <laughs> the, other, the other things you've got to bear in mind is that yes, I don't have leprosy, but I've also had to go to the U.S. embassy in London on a number of occasions. I've got other appointments at the embassy in London, and it ain't cheap. My no, solicitor ain't.
0: Cheap. <laughs> yeah, and I just love that in that show the narrative is almost universally the family going, Well, I mean, why can't you find an American? They're just That's using realistic. you to get into America. I
4: mean, that yeah, feels pretty real, depending love on where you're at. <laughs> no, it
0: does. That that, that <laughs> feels like genuine footage. Just the notion that anybody uh who would go through this process would do it basically as like a form of you know tricking
3: their way into the United States. Everyone's <laughs> Dr. House and his Ukrainian bride who he didn't have sex with because he had a rule of not having sex with married women. Right. I mean, for goodness
4: sakes, it's not how it works. Now, oh. I mean, I think part of that though is that like people is that like they assume that people wouldn't watch that. I would watch that because like I'm a nosy bitch and I want to know the thing. But people on- yeah, right. But most people like they just want to see like the juicy parts of it. And so, like the parts that are more real, like a lot of people wouldn't. And mm. I think that's mm-hmm. part of why they put that in there is because with American television um, a lot of people just want to see people fight yeah yeah,
1: fair to
2: say there was definitely like some of the drama and stuff was real like I um, like I met my husband who we've been married for 20 years as of December it's finally in the (laughs) good gifts um, part (laughs) but like I was in college I met on like an old BBS board about like uh, hot car bands (laughs) and we had an argument and hit it off from there but like when i was like a 21 year old girl going home to my parents was like i'm a- this guy on the internet from America we're in love, I'm going to get married and I'm moving to America. My parents' reaction was exactly what you would expect it to be <laughs> and exactly what you would want for an episode of 90 Day Fiancé at first. It was like, <laughs> record Scratch,
3: what? <laughs> 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 it's like, when I told my father it's like, okay, so you've met an American whilst we are in Thailand together, now doing a relationship and you're now doing all this. Why do you make difficult for yourself?
4: <laughs>
2: Why You like this, but I do. I wish they could have shown some of like the more. I guess the less juicy moments because there were also like some really great moments when like my family did meet the, you know, the guy I ended up marrying and mm-hmm. things weren't really well. There were like, my dad was really supportive and like had like a really good moment with him when I went on the embassy trip because that was one of those times when it got really real, you know? Um, and he was there to help me like through all of that. So I was by myself and yeah, walking down to the embassy, there was a, there'd been a riot recently. So there was a lot of people with huge guns pointing down from the roof and they're like, is your name on the list? And I'm like, I fucking hope so. <laughs>
3: <Not> <laughs> so
2: many guns right now. All I say is
3: I love Grosvenor Square. <laughs>
2: I do I too, but not when there's a riot no. to embassies down. <laughs> That's like... But like, I think, I mean, I would. I think it would be interesting if they showed some more of the process because the process is kind of interesting. And you know, there are conversations you wouldn't think about it necessarily. You know, England to America, but there were a lot of culture shocks when they first moved here. Um, And visiting is different to living. And yeah, trying to find ways to like incorporate bits of you know my like, I guess, culture growing up um, and his because like American holidays are weird, (laughs) y'all. They are not insane. They're not right. So, like, trying to find, like, a balance between, you know, that or uh does it will still like translate for me when i like go off on some weird i don't know i use the wrong words for things like y'all call Ma, our ma's boss milky ways and your your milky your three musketeers or our milky all of that shit so if i'm telling a story just is <laughs> like actually what she's talking about is a dot 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 and i'm like thank you for explaining and, and chips or crisps it's like uh,
0: you invented english i guess we perfected it you know what i'm not going to make that claim uh, <laughs>
3: (laughs) (laughs) But uh, let's take a moment and uh, and jump on the phones. Phoebe, who do you got for us? We we do have uh, Suzanne phoning in from Illinois. And yeah, so let's talk to Suzanne. Hello, Suzanne. You are live on Secular Sexuality. I'm Phoebe Rose. What would you like to talk about tonight?
5: Hi. Hi, guys. Uh, I know I'm a little off topic. Um, I've had this burning question. Um, I make porn and I have a porn hub. And I really enjoyed making the content. I felt in control of myself. And my own um, income, and you know, the compliments I'd get from folks, and then when Roe v. Wade went out the window. I kind of felt icky you know I, it felt like all of a sudden um, I didn't have like it's not that anybody came up and said you can't make porn anymore but all of a sudden it was like I'm making content for people who will actively choose to despise me and vote against me in, in by voting Republican you know like <laughs> <laughs> I, and I can't necessarily uh, you know curtail you like only Democrats can watch my content <laughs> like I don't want to be like that at all but I, I find it hard to get back into the swing of things when I'm constantly fighting against the patriarchy that's like, fuck you for making porn! But on the same breath, it's like they're going to devour it. They're going to click, 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 click on my stuff and I'm like, hey, click on my stuff. That just gets me more money. But it's, it's kind of this weird middle ground where it's like, I don't know if people deserve the content that I make, if they're going to be creeps.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, in an oppressive society, kind of just- living well is a transgressive act. It, it makes sense to me that you would feel pretty vulnerable and like you are, God, I hate to say like on the chopping block. But we recognize that our sex workers are really, really vulnerable. And that certainly didn't uh, feel any better after the
5: Dobbs decision. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I just, I, you know, I, I want to get back. I want to get back to it because I have, I have fans who are like, oh, we haven't seen you in months. You know, are you okay? Are you still there? You know, I, I've met genuine people through my porn, which was something I never thought I'd ever like. <laughs> I thought when I first started making porn, I was just going to get like, oonga boonga, ooh, you got big movies. Me like. Yeah. You know, I never anticipated that I was going to get these wonderful people coming out of the woodwork. Who are, you know, I had one person typing an email to me, and he says, "I'm literally trembling as I type this to you because I just don't know how to put the words into how much I like your content, into how genuine you are, and yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. And to have somebody who reached out to me who was like, "I'm trembling talking to you." a porn person, and I'm over here like, oh my God, I don't know if I should put a picture of my butt on the internet. I might I might get doxxed. <laughs> 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 you know, in, in extreme circumstances, of course. You know, I just, well, I don't know. I oh, just well, kind of wanted well, to well, m- mull around and talk about it because you guys have talked to so many more folk than I have, and I don't know. I just, you know, just kind of on the sounding board, you know, like, am I valid in my feelings? Like, should I just get, you know, like... Because I I don't necessarily want to like, oh, yeah, the government's taking away my my pleasure to do this thing, but you know it, it uh, I have very many complicated feelings about it now and sure. I just I don't know what I should be doing <laughs> in some regard
0: yeah well, I, I mean it- we've talked to a ton of sex workers on this show and there's reason to feel like things are headed in the wrong direction mm-hmm. there are counter examples I do think that for all of the criticisms we can levy against OnlyFans in particular it has also mm-hmm. served to normalize at least a certain type of pornography and pornographer in a lot of ways and I I do think that, you know, there's reason to believe that more people around you, more people in your office, more people in your neighborhood are participating in this system than ever have before. So there's some safety in that. But, you know, we're calling uh, people performing at drag shows groomers. There's a lot of violence around a lot of these kinds of ideas. Uh, But I I didn't mean to uh, step over you. Uh, Miss McKiss, were you speaking?
2: Oh. Um, I was going to say, like, I, I understand the issue of not wanting to entertain people. Or even like give any kind of decent quality of life or anything good to the people who would take anything away from us. Like, yeah, there are probably going to be people who are hypocritical assholes who are going to be, you know, consuming the media and then voting against Mm -hmm. like. But like you said, you've also got the one who you're helping and having a really good connection with. And I think if you if you enjoy the work and you want to be doing it. And there are people that you're making real connections with and real differences with. I think to take those things away from both yourself and those people kind of is a win for the Republican assholes who that's what they want. Like, it's it's a weird thing. And I don't understand these people at all because it's like, I want this thing, but I want to outlaw the thing. And it's just like...
0: Because when I do it, it it makes sense. It's in a healthy way.
5: Like, I don't want to pay workers' wages, but I sure as hell want a Big Mac (laughs) for 99 cents on the dollar. Yeah. I'm so sick and tired. It's like every avenue I turn on. And it's not just porn. It just seems like everybody, if they don't like something, they're going to cancel it. Instead of like meeting in the middle of like, hey, there are drag queens reading at the library. Why are drag queens reading at the library? Let's take an extra step and, you know, see, maybe we should have, not drag queens, maybe we should have, you know, like every part of the community, black people, Asian people, gay people, you you know, every sort of different sort of... um, perspective to enlighten people and it feels just like we'd rather be ignorant than enlightened (laughs) in some regards
0: i mean yeah if we're going to talk about reality dating and describe american politics i think you're hitting (laughs) it on the head here
3: (laughs) i wanted to to just ask a quick question how did you feel yeah say a year ago doing porn how did you feel doing it
5: Uh, a year ago i kind of Almost like, I don't know why all of a sudden it's become more prominent where I'm like weird about it, but like a year I was just kind of like, oh, I'll just, I'll just ignore it. You know, I'll just kind of keep doing, keep doing what I like to do, keep making, you know, the content that I like to produce and, um, I just kind of put my nose to the grindstone and didn't really pay attention too much to the political discourse. And then once it kind of came to a head, I was kind of like, well, I have to – it was kind of like I felt that I had to put my words or at least put some action of my own into into semblance because I was like – I'm not gonna just sit back and let people who, you know, would would devour the contents actively vote against it kind of shit. But you know, I like I said, I don't have any control over people. Or, you know, I would like to think that, you know, like somebody would come out of the woodwork and be like, oh, you know, maybe this is, you know, like not that I'm creating content that's like, oh yeah, by the way, this is educational. Here's how I do porn. Ha ha. You know, it's still the same. <laughs> butt on the screen. Whatever. Um, but, um, I'd like to think that maybe my style is a little bit more like unique. Obviously there's a reason why people have come to my porn rather than the hundreds of thousands of other butts on the internet.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I wonder if there's a way that like you could integrate your... Like own political ideas into your pornography to where like it feels more empowering. I don't know why the first thing I yeah. think of is maybe you writing a pillow of Mitch McConnell's face. I don't know. <laughs>
5: <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. I mean there are
1: OnlyFans. Oh uh, but like
4: certainly some...
0: OnlyFans pages that are just people talking about politics while naked or while masturbating <sighs> or, or whatever else. And you know it's okay to I guess like queer your content that way. Yeah. I
2: know that there's like mm-hmm. a fen like a femdom out there who does, like, um, she has, like, Republican clients and will make them basically, like, read, you know, books on, like, LG rights or whatever and have them, I like, love her. write lines and things like that and, like, basically, yeah, and I'm, like, fucking a <laughs> my queen either. maybe they'll learn
5: something along the way like a dominatrix who forces her her clients to vote democrat or something i'd heard about something like that
1: yeah. you, know, you gotta
5: whip those votes anyway you I can i don't know as far as to like you know make all my clients vote Democrat in that regard but you know i just i i just feel icky <laughs> you know I, I i like my audience how it is now but, you know, there's that double-edged sword of, like, if I keep making content, I'm eventually just going to get more popular just because I'm going to accrue so much content and, you know, my audience will just grow, people will share the content, what have you. And then it it just becomes kind of scary to me because right now I have a small audience of, like, I think I have, like, 3,000 subscribers or something. It's pretty small in in regards to, like, the millions of subscribers you hear about on sure. YouTube every day. Um, But it also kind of scares me that once I get like a larger audience, it's going to be one more overwhelming because there's going to be so many voices coming directly at me. Because I'm one person and there's three thousand plus. Um, oh. I mean, not necessarily like everybody's going to be like typing all at the same time. Hello, I love your <laughs> shit. Um, yeah, but I, no, I but just, it, it... I'm like frightened a little bit of like the the audience becoming too big and too much too unruly. I guess you yeah. guys are all perverts. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's it's
0: totally fair. And I guess the the last thing that I will throw into all of this is to say I can't tell you whether or not it's safe yeah, for you absolutely. to keep doing this kind of work or. or or what you should do. But I, I will say that uh, without wanting to overly conflate the two, you know, we're here, uh, a lot of us under our real names talking about uh, these same sorts of issues that, you know, should there be a reckoning? Should there be like a, a burning of things? And it is scary. Right? Like, I uh, have to be very aware of the fact that my name, my business is all readily available and connected to this atheist activism. And, it makes Mm -hmm. sense for you to be a little bit concerned. So the only advice I can really give you is to take the necessary steps to like protect yourself and to cover up your digital footprint. Uh, I'll point you maybe towards the work of Amberly Rothfield, who uh, has been on the show a number of times and who has a bunch of materials about how to maintain that safety and just encourage you to do what you can to be like a part of the solution without overextending yourself because it makes sense to feel a little anxious here.
5: And
2: um, one thing, I'm, like I yeah,
5: thank you, because that was the other thing. I am like, am I just overbearing? am I just being too anxious because I'm an anxious person in general, anyway, so it was another reason I wanted to call in like am I over exaggerating on my fears, and it's it's nice to know that maybe i'm I'm not a little I'm not too crazy <laughs> they're they're definitely I, valid. (laughs)
2: I also want to say when you're talking about the audience getting too big, um, you can kind of tier things too. like say you've got like right now you've got 20 people messaging you a week and eventually you could end up with like 2000 you don't actually you're not contractually obliged or you don't have to give the same amount of yourself and effort to all of those messages um like you'd still be able to like look through and if there's someone there that you think like you could make a connection with or a difference for like still choose to have the same kind of interactions you're having now but like if you just got mm-hmm. the guys who were just like hot tits or whatever like <laughs> the low effort content is what they call it on uh <laughs> So yeah, you can you can like screen and as things grow, okay. um you can start uh like figuring things out as it because it's not it's unlikely I would imagine to go from like, you know, yeah, the but, like 3000 to 3 million overnight. So yeah, as of, things of grow, you can <laughs> it'll give you time to figure out what your limits are. Like it can be very it can be very exhausting giving a lot of time to people. Um and Mm -hmm. You'll be able to figure that out as grow so you can kind of feel out as it's happening like where your limits are what you don't want to go beyond and make boundaries and just because somebody is there on the screen doesn't mean you know you owe them your time or your emotional labor and mm-hmm. you can definitely set those boundaries for yourself um, you know as it goes along like you're not obligated okay. to keep the same level of engagement with everybody <laughs> Well, do you just, have because this is where I things? go where I'm
5: like oh my god I have to interact with everybody but thank you thank you so much guys I, I really appreciate your time and well thank you for your
3: call Suzanne I hope that we have been uh very helpful and uh feel free to call back into the show should things change in the future we'd love to have a follow-up from you thank you ever so much
0: all right well uh let's get back into the conversation here in just a moment but first uh take a second to see what's been going on around the rest of the ACA a lot of trans folks miss being invisible or less visible or certainly not 90% of Tucker Carlson's talking point. Like Jesus. God, I'm just saying you shouldn't blaspheme against God and you shouldn't be allowed. To and, and Emmanuel, you know what I say
1: to that? I say, you. I say I will blaspheme God all the day. Everybody thought I was a villain, but now they're seeing I was anointed by God. This is 24 hours before he got arrested. <laughs> <laughs> right. Terrible. But, but
0: terrible. terrible. The, irony the irony is thick. The irony is irony. thick. Hey, don't own people because that's messed up. Hmm. You know, it's a shame I don't have all of that, you know, knowledge and power and compassion that the Almighty created
1: and i must say if if your belief in god is causing you to be a less shitty person then please keep believing in him but the point is there's no evidence to suggest that a god is needed for us to be good people or empathetic or compassionate
0: Okay, well, good, bad, or ugly, all three of you continue to watch these shows. And honestly, every one of you that I approached about being on this episode absolutely jumped <laughs> at the opportunity oh, uh, to yes. speak in defense of these kinds of shows. So so, so what gives? I mean, how, how is
4: this kind of content added
0: to your life? Uh, Ashley, let me start with you again.
4: Well, I mean, it's vulnerable. I like struggle with mental health stuff. And sometimes I can't take like really intense like heavy plot shows and so reality tv has always been like an easy kind of escapism and just Mm -hmm. like dealing with what like real world problems um and it's kind of just a way of like checking out and like being caught up in something that like is very low stakes at least for me like sitting on the couch like watching people that i have like a heavy job of like being a therapist and so watching people that like i don't have to give them any sort of guidance on what the fuck to do with their life It's just really nice, and I can have like my personal opinions and tell them how fucking dumb I think it is, and it doesn't matter. And it's just it's just a nice to escape.
0: Yeah, I I absolutely appreciate that, uh, Miss O'Kiss, What what about for you?
2: Um, similar, honestly, like. It is very... So we were talking earlier, I think, before we started the show. And it's like, oh, I stopped watching Handmaid's Tale when it got too real. <laughs> and um, it's kind of sad that dystopian fiction um, has become very mirroring of the society we live in. Uh-huh. And it makes the roots for escapism real slim. <laughs> <laughs> when, um, you know, uh, our day-to-day lives are taking, like, playbook advice out of, like, the fiction I would have enjoyed historically. Um And the reality TV stuff, like I can look at my phone whilst I'm doing it and I can crack jokes with my friends and it's very... It's not that hard and it's not that deep. I also... I am a... I I like looking for buttons, so I spend a lot of time analyzing them to try and figure out which characters they're going to make out of everybody. Mm. So it's almost like you know when you're watching the plot and you're like that guy that's the bad guy sort of I kinda, I'm, like, I'm like that's gonna be the jessica that's this season jessica that's what they're trying to do and i i like making my predictions and seeing if i'm right i usually am <laughs> uh, but it, but also a part of me is a kind of a hopeless romantic on some level too like i really like it when pete the ones who are real low-key And you got all the drama going off, but there's always like this like low-key couple that's actually like making stuff work. And I'm always just like, ah! And I, it's, yeah, it's, and it, it's not my friends making shitty dating decisions that I have to be like yeah but do you need to keep dating that guy like it's less snakes again but I, I really like watching it work out and um, no matter and, and there's something it's kind of an interesting juxtaposition between like just the balls to the wall crazy horror of like the way it's put together and then something good coming out of it it's like it's so weird it's like a lotus you know it's like all the mud and something will grow out of it's it's fascinating and um, yeah I really I love watching that. And sometimes I just love yelling, The person isn't real, it's a chat bot, you twat. Like <laughs> at Like he's not. The car is coming from inside the (laughs) house. And then they show up, and like some weird Russian dudes there. Like Lana doesn't live here. And I'm like, no shit, Lana doesn't live here. Why are they letting you like
4: this?
2: (laughs) Yeah, that was the wildest one. Yeah, I was like, like that person doesn't exist. And the guy's like, who are you? And I'm like, I hope this guy does not get killed in an alley because (sighs) (laughs) he should not be wandering alone. But he's got a he's got a he's got a film crew. He's fine. Let's hope.
0: Let's all hope. Uh, Phoebe, wh- what about you? I mean, why so passionate here?
2: Well,
3: they are escapism. And I mean, I've got like a little, my, my, my fiance is going to kill me if she watched a clip because I've got this little, you know, bit of escapism where I've got, you know, like a copy of like National Enquirer, a glass of white wine and, you know, a slice of cake and, you know, my lovely comfy seat. And I've just had this horrendous day, this horrendous week. And I just flop down in there. I'll pick up, you know, National Enquirer, read a few pages of that and I'll stick on one of the, reality TV shows on your over-the-top streaming service of choice and I will just go... I'm better
4: than you. Yes! <laughs> yes! Oh my god, absolutely. I am yes. better because I would not make this choice. <laughs> I'm just better than
3: you. Look, look at me sat here. I've got all this around me, but I can walk away from it all and I'm just better than you.
2: <laughs> no, you're uh,
5: not uh... <laughs> yeah, I mean, none of
0: y'all use this word, but it, it sounds like you're all talking about there being some form of catharsis in these shows. Oh, like 100%. vicariously watching people live badly maybe throw the drink that you never got to throw or to oh, man, have yeah. the fling that you decided not to have or, or whatever else I mean is that a, a big part of what you're getting out of this 100% throw the...
4: I love to like my poor boyfriend because I will pause the show and I'll be I will go off on a whole rant that he does not care about but he loves <laughs> me enough to listen to and be like do you see this shit that's happening right now I don't know no. what the fuck these people are doing to do because clearly this person's lying and they're not paying attention and like he doesn't care but he will listen and like i don't know if it's like some weird subconscious human evolution of like i don't want to be in drama but i want to watch the drama and pretend i'm a drama
2: sure so weirdly my husband is the one who started it um he was like working from home and i guess he needed something on tv and 90 day fiance he was like yeah it's a trash fire and i can't look away and i'm like Mm -hmm. wait how long have you been watching this? He's like, I got through like two seasons, and I'm like, what? And then I started watching it with him, and we will pause it together. And I'm, I'm like, no, they're trying to make her fight that other chick, and then they do. And and so we yeah. will sit there, we'll have like our game predictions together, and I think that's actually that might be part of the reason it's fun. Like it is kind of a good conversation starter.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the first and, um, person. It's like the first person I watched these shows with was my mother. Uh, we would sit there, yeah. and we would just go, yeah. bonding time let's just watch these people and it was just fantastic and my mum she started watching the australian version of married at first sight and i went in what is this nonsense no 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 stop give it it an episode or two i was like you and a friend of mine went look just give it an episode (laughs) and it's like okay there are some you know genuine narcissistic lunatics here but you know the show's I actually trying. They've actually got, you know, like, people who are professionals, in inverted commas, with, with like, relationship science.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I do get, <laughs> it's it's <laughs> like sports in the sense that you it is a conversation starter. There it will be people who stuff.
4: will make, like, a yeah. March madness, like, oh, yes. I, for The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Like, sure. they'll start with who are all the contestants and who they think is going to be at brackets. end up at the end. Why haven't yes. I done this? <laughs> like... I know, it's so smart. I'm like, yeah. oh, my God. I mean, there were I, definitely oh
0: times in high school for me where the only conversation my mother and I could have without there being tension and arguments was going to be about Survivor or you know something along mm-hmm. those
3: lines. So, Big
4: Brother, I, Big yeah. Brother. Oh my god, <laughs> I, I never
3: the... trashy relationships in Big Brother—it's just like whoa. It is interesting to
0: think that we would, uh, you know, form a society where we are like hat, like watching people have relationships sometimes as a way of avoiding or perhaps empowering ourselves to have relationships or at least to have something to talk about?
4: Yeah. Cause I mean, I will say about the bachelor and the bachelorette is that cause I'd seen a conversation, not see, I'd heard a conversation on a different podcast, um, where they were talking about how, there was a recent season Hannah Brown um where she had this conversation with a guy who had made it like pretty far in the show and he told her that he wanted a godly woman who was not going to have sex with other men and who was going to be pure. And this was a big thing for her because she was also a Christian woman. And so she like was empowered enough to stand up and say like, "Um, I can have sex and Jesus still loves me. And her being able to like say that and just be like a big fuck you was just mm-hmm. like I and I can see like how like especially young girls who are like watching that show or young people in general of like oh like I can say fuck you to this guy who has like this misogynistic take on like my sexuality because previous to that she had sex in a windmill three times with pilot
3: <laughs> <laughs> A windmill? What are we talking? Mm-hmm. Like, you know Old style windmill? Like putt 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 windmill. No, were...
4: Are we talking like they
3: were? Yes, are talking like a miniature golf windmill? Are we talking yeah. like an offshore windmill? Are we talking like an onshore energy generating windmill? The... Are we talking like you know flower generating <laughs> windmill? Village,
4: <laughs> the leg- like they were in Amsterdam, and so like they did like the overnight. Yes, mm. and so like he had found out that her and Pilot Pete had fucked in a windmill, and he was like, my future wife would never,
2: unless. It's a I mean a tulipy one, sure. Like if it's one of those, you know, weird turbines out in the middle of nowhere, that might be questionable
4: That'd be choice. S- <laughs> that would be strange. That would be strange. Well, I think- well let me ask y'all.
0: I, I know we've been pushing around the idea that this may normalize some values that we don't agree with, or it may, you know, put them in contrast or at least spark a conversation. But I, I want to point out that reality TV has at best a complicated history with queer representation. I mean, how how many shows premises? would be absolutely destroyed if like being pansexual was just allowed,
3: you know? Uh, You are reminding me of the show in the UK, There's Something About Miriam. Mm. So this show aired in 2004 and the whole premise of the show was there were six men who were competing amongst each other for the affections of the sexy 21-year-old Brazilian woman. And in the final episode, in the final few scenes, they reveal, shock horror, you've been going after a trans woman. It's like, mm. and here's the thing about that show. Don't the that. airing of that show was delayed because the six participants sued the show for deception and conspiracy to commit sexual assault.
0: Wow. Yeah. Okay. So this wasn't something that was played for like a way of shaming the transphobes. It was kind of normalized that 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 a oh, yeah. Yeah, disgusted reaction it is, the is Ace natural. A moment. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, is there reason to think that Tila Tequila or any of these other characters are, are in some way like normalizing uh, sexual diversity? Or are they all just like sideshow freaks
3: meant to be sort of othered and side? Isn't all TV bad for queer representation if you look back on it? Isn't all TV I bad? I mean, I, I can't <laughs> buy the
0: everything is fucked up and so let's just give up kind of rhetoric, but I do. No. You
3: take it's, your point. It's, it's more to the point of we shouldn't be saying we should be stopping it we should be trying to make it better yeah
2: yeah because yeah, the I... one thing i keep wanting from it and like we talk, talk, talked about earlier like the british show um naked attraction they actually have started doing that and i i would like to see more of that kind of thing happen to be honest like there's a lot of different i think i don't know if we're gonna see it in america anytime soon because there's so much peculiar culture war around just pull who exists and I don't really get it because it's not a like I said before it's not a discussion people just exist they love who they love they are who they are you can't change that it's just reality we need to but there's so much invested in American politics in just ignoring that reality Mm -hmm. and I think I mean I will say I think Mm -hmm. dating shows currently are part of the problem in that respect like I know Love is Blind had said straight up no gay we're not doing that Um, and that's a problem because you know I'm sure it's uh, my demographic in the Midwest Don't want the two men falling in love whilst they eat hot dish. And I'm like, well, maybe they need to. (laughs) Yeah. But I think, like, the fact that they have made deliberate choices to not do that is problematic. But as a genre, it is something that they could do, and I think handled correctly, I think it could maybe help bring down some barriers, because there's a difference between watching and being invested in a fictional character on television that was written by a cleverly written you know, writer somewhere in a room with all his friends, versus messy shit on TV. Like, if you see people as actual people... There's maybe. not an agenda,
0: they're just, you know, right. being human.
2: Just people mm-hmm. having the same shit luck trying to find love as the rest of everybody else and I think like I think these shows could feast and harness for good I don't think they currently are and I think, but I think there's hope because, But I mean, there's
0: um, been more than 20 Years of them, I mean, the, the Osborns And Survivor were lot, huge though. In the
2: early it 90s, in the late 90s Like that I mean, has changed a lot And they're messing with the formula, you can see that It's um, like Married
3: at First Sight Take Married at First Sight, Married at First Sight used to just be All cis, heterosexual couples Now, there are same-sex couples Quite openly, there are same-sex couples In the British version, in the Australian Version, in the, version, in the New Zealand version There are multiple same-sex couples in the shows now where it was just like oh there's one now there's like three or four and there'll be like six or seven straight couples and it's just like it is gradually changing and yeah okay the relationships it's a relationship that you're watching unfold on television some relationships are shit we have to remember this. Some people's yeah. relationships are shit.
4: First dates and so if you're going and- to have
3: a TV show about relationships, it can't all be fairy tale princesses and meeting the beau of their life. Some people are abusive. Some people are shit. Some people are horrible <laughs> and we usually
0: don't make movies about shitty relationships or if we do it's almost like the the B story that facilitates yeah. you know meeting Richard Gear or finding your no. white knight prince and and all of that. Uh but y'all y'all started to each talk about like kind of different shows and I I guess it's worth noting that for most of this conversation I've been really generalizing. Are there distinctions that are worth making between yes. something like 90 Day oh. Fiancé A oh, billion are,
4: pers- and yeah. series oh,
0: versus, well, Like Love is Blind describes itself as an experiment whatever that actually means well, The, first sight uh, the Bachelor character- Fuckboy Island I mean well, Married also calls itself an
3: experiment
2: I hate it every time they, cause, like they brand it so heavily here they're like the experiment I'm like are they paid like do they have to say the experiment like 20 times a day Is
0: there a group yes. like did I'm like, it's not it an work. experiment.
2: <laughs> like, Is love blind? I'm like, welcome. The people who can't see fall in love, yes. Well, then I don't think it's that weird to assume <laughs> that you have to see a person to fall in love. It's like, uh like lots of like i have an emotional connection and i'm like oh
0: god i mean what what are your tips on on what to watch what to avoid i mean we don't we don't have to get into like specific you know (laughs) i know that phoebe's a connoisseur i mean it it depends
4: on on, like what you're in the mood for like like the bachelor and the bachelorette is that they at least like i don't know what they're doing now because I haven't watched it as much like pre-pandemic they were going to different countries and like like at the one-on-one dates if they decided to like continue on there'd be fireworks and a band playing and this beautiful kiss and like it is part of like the hopeless romantic fairy tale right of like it's like a movie but with real people where they do the like big romantic gestures that like uh, just touches your heart but then you have more of like the 90 day fiance that's a docu series where it's like following real people doing real <laughs> things and like there's not so much of like a big romantic grand gesture because there's not as much of that like overt production put in to like mm-hmm. do the they're giant they're not all fireworks. staying
0: in the same mansion they're living in actual human houses for people yes
2: <laughs> I think that was my favorite favorite kind, because i i'm not a very i mean i have i have the romantic heart and the, the i like people to be happy and i want to see that but like um i think like when we're about the was it the first dates i my first dates were always awful um i am not a particularly romantic in the traditional sense person at all um like probably on paper one of those worst case scenarios for a lot of people so i don't get that sometimes like i watch it and it's just like confusing to me but i also kind of like seeing it because people talk about stuff and now i have a reference point <laughs> but i like like 90 day fiance you're just gonna see some people who are either delusional or scripted and made up but you get to see beautiful parts of the world and that's kind of cool like i like seeing um the different like cultural traditions around you know like dating or weddings and everything that's kind of interesting and i like seeing full i don't know coming together with like their families and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. is interesting so if that's what you're into that's kind of (laughs) cool some of them are just pure spectacle and ridiculous like sexy beast it's people obviously again we can't tell what they look like but we can tell they're all a size zero with really (laughs)
5: like
2: huge biceps or boobs like but it's people in stupid animal masks doing weird shit and if you want to watch some people try and go boating together on a date dressed as a (laughs) llama and a space alien and who doesn't <laughs> um, so some of them are like just pure like this is bizarre and confounding and how did it get made and then some of it like it's like a competition almost where mm-hmm. the prize is love but it's still a competition so you're kind of watching yeah. people like
0: trying to win at love yeah
2: yeah. I think it's almost it is kind of like football for people who don't like sports <laughs>
0: it's a social sport, right? Like, right. there's still a lot of sniping
3: and everything else Uh, well, let me there, are, there, there is one show, which is The Elephant in the Room that no one has mentioned here That's Wife Swap no <gasps> one mentioned Wife Wife Wife. Wife that Oh
5: original, my god, that's Wife Swap! the original
3: That is the original one, as far as I can see Because all these other shows came from that So, that for those of you that Don't understand what Wife Swap was It was literally, the wives of mm-hmm. Couples would literally go And just live with a total stranger, and they would go and live this life of this other person, and they would change the rules of the household. They would, but the first week they'd live by the rules of the household, the second week they'd change all the rules of the household, and it was quite an intimate look into how relationship dynamics change. And there were some people on the British version who were just committing benefit fraud that were on these shows, <laughs> <laughs> and Yikes. that is where I think it all stemmed from because that was reality, that really was a reality show. Okay, it was within its own little box but it genuinely was a reality show i mean i watched the american version of it and they had Pendulet and his wife and someone else that one. and Pendulet and his wife are of a certain political persuasion and the other people they went with were of a certain political persuasion and it was mm-hmm. just like and pendulet is a very atheist individual and they paired them up with this jewish couple and it was just like wow
4: you really <laughs> are an yeah?
3: because the jewish woman was trying to you know show the children about the faith and Pendulum was just sat there laughing at her mm-hmm. and it was just like you really are just an ass at this precise moment in time but that is your personality and that really was the reality of it and I think it does show where we've come from from only having you know heterosexual couples on these shows and it all being people in a marriage to now people especially in some of the married at first sight stuff and with naked attraction what well, could be anyone on these shows now
0: sure well uh, before we we jump back onto the phones uh, do y'all have any advice I mean any any strategies on how to more mindfully relate to this type of content It is that antithetical to the whole concept
2: um- I kind of do. So back in the early 2000s, those who know me well know that I sew incredible clothes. So let's just say people kept telling me there was a show I should go on. And um, I was not going to do that because I I don't work well under a lot of situations. <laughs> um, but I did take a look at the uh, the forms, and I do remember vividly there was a lot of pages about like your qualifications, your history, what you what your brand is, blah blah blah, and more questions such as Are you prone to fits of anger? Find that you cry easily? And I'm going through it, and I'm like, they're casting they're casting the bitch, the crier, <laughs> the victim, yeah. and and I think like whenever you're watching these shows. I would always offer a little bit of grace to a lot of the people on there because Mm. when they are, yes, people are putting themselves in for these things, but when they're going in there, they are being cast. At the very beginning, they're like, this is the guy that's going to say some sexy shit and all the women are going to get angry about. (laughs) This is the crier. This is the one who's going to throw a drink. And these are the two we hope are going to have a fight. And I think like if you watch it knowing full well, every single real person has been cast. And the situations are deliberately manipulated to elicit responses like you can actually find articles on it there's lots of behind the looks now from people who've left the industry talking about like how big fights like they would start they they would deliberately be talking to someone off camera and they'd be like oh you know he did this 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 and this and getting them pissed off before they enter a room so watching it unreal and understanding that much like all of the uh, before and after fitness post pictures you'll see on Instagram where the folds of the pants are in the exact same place 5 months apart I don't think so it's all smokes and mi- smoke and mirrors and it yeah. is not that yep. real and i mm-hmm. think like you can get glimpses of real in there but like if you watch it knowing full well everyone is a character and this is not who they are i think that would help maybe in some way it helps me a little bit because like yeah. I, one, I don't want to believe distance yeah. and perspective i don't want to yeah. believe these people are like that because wow <laughs> yeah but as some that, of them have very important jobs
3: <laughs> but as christian said we do have a caller on the line we have steven from arizona and he wants to talk about about reality dating shows so let's bring Stephen on and let's get Stephen on hello Stephen. can you hear us you are on Hi. secular sexuality what would you like to talk about I, with the yes, I of us tonight?
1: well i was originally well i'll still talk about it i was originally going to ask what you thought about uh loneliness in society and how much this plays into it but i wanted to make a couple of comments and some of the things that you've mentioned um i i noted uh when you were talking about uh lgbt representation i remember a reality show at one point where there was a woman with three men only one of the men was actually single one of the men was married and then the third man was gay and they were all competing to trick her at the same time so she would win if she picked the straight guy but anybody of the other could win yeah, yeah. if they were picked which i cool. don't think that lasted very wow. long and i don't think it was helpful for anybody's rep- representation. but uh that was something that came to mind and the other alongside of that i think all of these dating shows because of the majority of the population tend to be very heteronormative in their Mm -hmm. approaches um and and it's hard to have lgbt representation on a show like 90 day fiance if they can't come into the country even if they get married or they're engaged You know, like that wasn't a thing in the United States at one point. So I I think there's some difficulties with that. And to to Miss O'Kiss, I don't know if there's an easier way to say your name uh, to her points as far as um the casting and how some of these things work out again i think it's hard to cast an entire uh gay storyline or or bisexual storyline or pansexual storyline i mean the casting across the board would be kind of all over the place so if you're really trying to create a story i think that's that's one of the difficulties um but what i really wanted to bring up was uh, sort of to Ashley's point and, and some of the other points that you all have made um, about the people watching these shows and living vicariously um, I know from the younger people that I talk to, they're not dating as much. There's statistical evidence they're less interested in sex. I know young people who don't know how to walk up to each other in a bar or a club because they're so used to these apps. And I wonder my concern with with some of these reality things, because they are so scripted and they are so uh, agenda-driven in some ways that they're giving a false impression of how we should relate to each other. Like I go back far enough with the reality genre to the real world where getting a game
4: Oh yes the real world And it was a whole
1: yeah a whole different way and it really felt more and when you talk to the people years later it didn't get scripted until much later in its run. But early on mm-hmm. It was a fly on the wall. And I, you know, like you've all said, relationships are messy. Dating is messy. All of those things, it's hard to pick somebody like this person is going to be interesting. So I understand the challenge because it is still entertainment. And I'm glad you're all making the point that it is entertainment less so than reality. But I worry about like the incels and people who are just socially awkward, not just because they might naturally be that way, but because we've made everybody so reliant on apps. I mean, I was really relating to Miss O'Kiss meeting people on the internet way back in the day because we kind of hit it. If we did that, we tried to like, well, let me wait until the first time I actually met them in person and that'll be our meeting story. Not that we met online and and talked for three months. So it's, it's hard with reality, I think, to depict reality and i would the only other thing i'll say and then i'll stop talking because you know i ramble christy um (laughs) the the other part of it is i think fiction has a lot more influence in some ways if we could have more or or less heteronormative fiction with more lgbt characters to show what really goes on because i think it's it can still be very compelling and that's how we've Mm -hmm done done things better in society for ourselves over the previous decades. So, okay, now I'll shut up and i really like to hear what you think.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I just want to weigh in quickly and say that I, I do think that there's an interesting question to be asked about uh, why these are becoming more popular as we are changing the way that we date, as we are sort of shifting from only dating people who live in your neighborhood or who your parents know to meeting strangers on the internet and how reality dating may be a way of sort of coping with that. Uh, Michael Pollan writes about how viewership for uh, food related shows and cooking shows and competition shows and all of these things dramatically increases inversely to the amount of time we spend cooking ourselves. The less we're cooking, the more likely we are to be watching TV about cooking for whatever reason that that makes sense to our weird primitive monkey brains.
4: I feel called out.
0: There's
3: something here yeah I would say that as someone who was a professional chef I would re- avoid like the play cooking shows because it was like a busman's yeah. holiday so yeah I, I, no I, I do,
2: there's a stressfulness to, to it <laughs> yeah. right. I will say though I, I think like one um comment you made uh Stephen about um people thinking that is how things work that is actually a trend I have noticed a lot I did um I used to do a lot of work with Avon um like the asexual disability and education network and one of the things that would be like answering you know uh, like questions people would send in and somehow I to my social media I became like the inbox of people with questions and a lot of people do seem a little at a loss because I think like, especially for maybe older people but people are watching these shows and there's a certain shorthand used in both these dating shows and in fiction actually like we don't like for example the idea of like I saw this person I wanted to have sex it's like a shorthand everybody's supposed to understand that there was more to it then look bang like <laughs> and it's kind of like almost like a symbol because you know the actual story of we talked on the phone and then we did this and it's very tedious and long so there's this short form but a lot of people because people aren't having these conversations with their parents these conversations aren't happening in school and you've got the whole, you know, playground learning. So it's just both bigging themselves up and it's all bravado and not real. But a lot of people don't, there are a lot of people who don't recognize the shorthand as shorthand and are mm. becoming very con- and lost. Like a lot of people are like, I don't think I experienced X, Y, Z because I have never wanted to give a girl a rose. And I'm like, well, that's actually not a prerequisite for romance. Um, no. That is no. a stand-in symbol. But again, like that has to have a cultural background an understanding which is not being put out there so a lot of people are looking at these things and saying like this is how it works and it's like no this is it's like when you draw a stick figure you look at it and you're like this is a human but really it's just what five sticks in a circle but you look at the five sticks in a circle and you're like yeah that's meant that's a stand in for people but like you've got to have that background knowledge and I think a lot of that is missing like if you look at coming of age shows or how much of those relationships were actually built about people being interested in each other versus I wanted to bang (laughs) and And then hijinks until banging. like. But that's not relationships. But a lot of people do see that and think that is the fullness of it. And I think reality TV maybe contributes to that. Also, maybe doesn't a little bit because you do see some of those awkward conversations of, well, I'm very, very Christian. Well, I'm an atheist. Oh, dear. (laughs) Like... (laughs) And that's some of, you know, the kind of, it's it's missing from the shorthand again. Like, we don't see those conversations unless it's a big plot point. So maybe they can fill in some of the gaps. I don't think they do a good job of it at the moment, because a lot of it is, you were a llama and now you're a person, smush. Um, but it's like, but yeah, I think I think the way we scribe relationships in media period really needs to be proved, because those conversations, I don't think, are happening, you know, interpersonally. I think, especially people who are a little more awkward, um, if you don't have a lot of very close friends, friends that you're going to have these very honest conversations with and i would i could be one of those, i'm one of the people a lot of the times like i don't do well with a lot of those conversations i don't have a lot of you know shared experience to draw from so i can see how a lot of people don't have those friendships aren't having those conversations can be affected by this kind of thing because again like there's no one filling in the rest of the shorthand like and um yeah i think i think reality tv could definitely help there as much as it can hurt um, and I think media in general do be a better job of relationships are more than just this simple eight. <laughs>
1: sure.
2: I don't know if that was your yeah, no, or I'll I just went off
1: and one. Okay. <laughs> no, I was just going to say the the romance part is really important. The story I like to tell, so you get to hear it, is uh, the most romantic thing someone ever did for me was take me to a petting zoo, which sounds really strange. <gasps> no, so cute. She knew, she knew I I loved petting zoos and I loved animals and petting the animals and I had been really stressed out and it was not his favorite thing to do for sure. And he Mm -hmm. took me to a petting zoo and handed me a bunch of food and he sat on a bench. And watched me feed goats and sheep and whatever else was there, and to me that was the most loving, romantic thing he could have possibly done. It was perfectly timed. It was it was it was beautiful. Um, and and then the only other comment I'll have, and then I'll I'll let you all move on to other things because I'm boring. Um, I would love to see because of the the landscape of the world, one of the reality shows that I think would really help, I mentioned about 90 Day Fiance, if we had a show like that, where there was an LGBT couple trying to be together across international borders or something like that, not just Mm. how their families deal with it, but what the legal stuff really becomes and what the the violent threats could be and some of those things that they really live Mm -hmm. with, that's real and not sugar coated. I would like to see something like that because I think it would be really educational to the public. I think it would be helpful to to perceptions of my particular cohort but just in general because it in some cases it doesn't just apply to LGBT people. Sometimes there are real difficulties because, um, like you said, you, you, the two of you, uh, Phoebe and Miss, talked about what really goes on when you want to emigrate for your partner or for any other reason, in all of these embassy visits and it's so sugarcoated. Um, and again, you know, I, one of them I watched. You know, they were they just met and they had sex immediately, talking about A to B, and it was like, how did you? do that i mean that that's just insane to me but leaving that aside because that's we for normally call money, those things one that, night that stands some- <laughs>
0: <laughs> no but like how did you do that can you walk me through it very carefully yeah
1: yeah really so it you know and was it for the cameras or you know implication or what have you but so anyway those those were my thoughts and i appreciate yours and so thank you very much
0: Anyway, thanks well. so much for calling.
2: And that petting zoo story was so gorgeous. I'm <laughs> so like, I love cute.
4: This <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs>
3: Oh, well, wow, that was a brilliant call. That was it, was <laughs> it? Was lovely.
4: Yeah. I hope my boyfriend's yeah. taking nope,
3: <laughs> <laughs> sure.
4: Ready for a petting zoo, <laughs> a cat cafe of some sort.
0: Yeah, well, I've got uh, I've got, I guess, one more question before we start to uh wrap it up for the night, but uh, before we get to that, Missokist, uh, what is the status on our poll at this point? What are the votes Ooh. coming in? At us?
2: Do we want to take a guess since we're in the uh competitive <laughs> reality TV watching world? It's actually I... so. I'm a little surprised it was not further apart.
0: (laughs) I I, I can't help but feel like the audience is sort of on my team here. What what what'd we come up with?
2: um, Yeah, no, they're on your team. (laughs) We'll
3: we'll give you their vote.
2: Let's see. What was the reality? Oh, yeah. Harmless entertainment. Yes. 35 said, yes, it's harmless. 65 said, no, it is not. And again, I think it's the genre. Could do more, sure. But yeah, at no. the moment it's. Eh. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it could be far worse.
0: I mean, it could be worse. I think we all agree <laughs> it, it could, could be, be better. Uh, but I mean, I know that there's a reason y'all are drawn to things, and we have talked about it in a couple of different ways. But I I wanted to sincerely ask before we walked out the door, what are the what are the recommendations you want to make? I mean, is there can you restore my faith in humanity? Is there a, a no. particular show, <laughs> a recent like oh. scene or plotline? I mean, something that you would encourage people to go out and watch that might convince skeptics like me that, that there's some value here some uh, something wholesome
4: no so, yes.
3: <laughs> I do. I do. Well, well, I mean, well, yes, there's, I, there's, I can I can where's the thing? It, so, are Phoebe, are let me let, let me start with you, Phoebe, okay. real quick and then I'll I'll get the on <laughs> Well it is I'm gonna I'm gonna shill for you know naked attraction here because the show itself uncovers those layers and does it almost backwards. Yes, okay, there are elements to the show where it is just objectifying somebody. But the show itself has this premise of you're not here to listen to somebody's spiel what are you actually attracted to? What are you finding physically attractive here? And it's going back to that base instinct of, well, I find this attractive, and that's not something to be ashamed of. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's become this whole plethora of things where people have become ashamed and embarrassed to say, I find this attractive. I don't find this attractive. Sure. I'm sorry, you're not attractive to me. It's nothing against you personally. It's just I don't find you attractive. I find you attractive. Let's see how it goes. And that's what I like about that show, because it's going back and saying, hey, I'm allowed to have my own preferences here. Let's just say, woo! Ooh, you're attractive. Mm-hmm. Well, it's
2: also not very mean spirited. Like, there's yeah. no drama or anything. And, like, at the end, they have that bit where the two, I guess, where they the close contestant call, then
3: takes their clothes off.
2: And they're like, What do you think is good about this other person? Like, I guess the, the competition yeah. is like, Oh, well, I always wish I had an ass like yours. And then they have like, this like camaraderie <laughs> moment. And these yeah. are the two people who are now head to head for the prize of love. And they're like, Oh, I wish I was as tall and confident as you. Or I wish. And people yeah. like they gas each other up before they see the other other person naked that's going to come in and pick one of them and it's like it's weirdly wholesome it is it is, <laughs> it is weirdly wholesome and the
3: show itself is weirdly inclusive
2: it really is <laughs> like i've seen yeah i've seen like the poly couples where like there's two of us or they have like people who are like pansexual and it's just they have of trans everything. people
3: on there who yeah. have they have all genitalia on there so it's not just trans people who have gone off and had all of the surgeries no. that you would uh stereotypically expect no 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 no!
2: it's hello a lot of body types these are they real have people ages. Here. yeah
3: and it it's is. not just your heterosexual monogamous people on this show
2: and they even kind of talk about stuff a bit too they introduce yeah. something that might be a bit wild they'll actually yeah. have like a little bit of an infographic and a bit yeah. of information on why people are really into stinky feet or whatever <laughs> it is so you're like huh, now i know a little no. bit more about no. pheromones and feet it is Honestly, it's probably the best reality dating show there is. All right, yeah, two for
0: uh, naked attraction.
2: I would say the Love is Blind Japan was genuinely quite touching. Like, when one dude got turned down, all the other guys were like, oh my god, we're so bad, feel so bad for you. And you actually got to see some, like, non-toxic masculinity in a competition. It was... and the people were asking very sensible questions that honestly if you're thinking about getting married you might want to ask like how do you see the the, you know division of labor in the house or what are your hopes and dreams how will you support me in my hopes and dreams and how will I support you and people actually like figuring that shit out was kind of interesting and it was so wholesome I was like watching it (laughs) and being like ah the whole time and nobody was throwing a drink and I didn't expect anyone to lose a false nail attack anybody else like quite charming
0: might be telling uh that you know we've mentioned uh one show that is not available in the states we've mentioned <laughs> another dating show that's specifically set in japan uh ashley do you have a good hometown wholesome american reality tv show for me or or even just a, a particular plot line or, or anything else that you think can defend the genre
4: well here's the thing i'm a terrible um uh, <laughs> like Cause if you're really not into it, like that's totally fucking fine. Sure. I'd, Cause I think there comes to me of like, I do not care if someone judges me for watching. Like sure. don't like it's like something that like brings me joy. So if it doesn't bring you joy, like don't fucking watch it. Like, cause I think like the most important thing of like take it away from the conversation is that like take reality TV with a grain of salt. Like look up people like after they've been on the show. That's a big thing that I like to do after I watch a season of 90 Day Fiance. Of like, what have these people said after the fact? Like, what have they gotten from it? And maybe that could restore a bit of like faith in the show there are people who have had like wonderful experiences on that show and talk about like how much like it helped them and also i didn't know really anything about like a k-1 visa until i watched that show like as much (laughs) as it's maybe not like totally accurate it at least gave me some sort of introduction into the subject and i think it's just if you want to like dip your toe in Like, I think it's, like, finding the thing that, like, you like. Like, do you want the big romantic gestures of The Bachelor where you also see the same blonde white bitch get engaged (laughs) season after season after season? Because they all look the damn same. Or do you want something that's more real people, like, (laughs) doing real things, like, on uh 90 day fione like I, it really just comes down to escapism and just like finding the thing that like you know what's got you hot and bothered <laughs> what makes you feel good and if this isn't the thing go find something else plenty of other shit out there to watch
0: well said. We we talked about the importance of play, and, and that seems like a, at least a piece of this conversation, to not take all of our media, all of our lives too seriously.
4: Yeah, like we're all just floating human meat sacks on a rock. Like if you don't like to watch throw drinks you know, at each other
0: and watch TV about it.
4: Yeah. Like just don't take it too fucking seriously. Like reality TV doesn't take itself too seriously if you like really actually watch it. <laughs> like if it's, it's like- not if it's not your jam There's something else out there for you.
3: As I I said earlier, when I'm sat there, my cape wine. I'm not taking National Inquiries. No.
4: (laughs) Like, do I want a billionaire mafia mob boss to kidnap me and take me to his BDSM dungeon? No, not in real life. But am I going to? Am I going to read it? (laughs) Absolutely. Like they're two separate things, mm-hmm.
2: and I think that yeah, that is fair and true. There's like reality that we live, and the reality we want to watch. And sometimes mm-hmm. we just want to watch people get into drag out fights over something really daft whilst drinking out of a hideous, hideous gold goblet. <laughs> ah. Those glasses are hideous. I hate <laughs> them. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a love. Was it love at first sight or whatever? No. But, I think worst I'm, I'm already, <laughs> but they they all have to drink out these ridiculous aluminium gold goblet things and they are hideous. So hopefully <laughs> it's not a sale. So yeah, hate on the set design, hate on the people, and remember that they're probably not bigger shitheads. Or maybe they are. I don't know. <laughs>
4: Some of them are. Some of them
2: are. <laughs> so I guess, I mean, before wrap it up, have any links for Ashley who doesn't like a big footprint on the internet? <laughs>
4: um i mean if you do want to work with yes! me and you live in texas you can find me by going to this tiny url or google me and find me on psychology today um otherwise please don't perceive me on the internet <laughs> i have no desire to be perceived oh. at least on the internet you can perceive me outside the internet okay
3: free thought library and all. <laughs>
2: So if yeah. anybody wants to follow Ashley um, and contact work with her, we had the the, the uh, graphic up there. And if anyone is interested in keeping up with what's happening with us over at the uh, ACA, you can find them on the website at atheist-community.org or email the show at sex at atheist-community, also O-R-G. And that sounds hot and saucy, actually. I'm like, email sex. <laughs> All right. We also have tiny.cc podcasts for all for one stop shop for all of the podcasts from the ACA, which we are but one. There are many um and you can find them all there and also the facebook secular sexuality fan group where you can have a very heated discussion you want about dating shows with other people <laughs> who are watching it but don't want to have their voice uh you know held up here for posterity um and then tiny dot c slash no, tiny c slash a C A Discord, no A C D Discord. Yeah, I am bad at reading. <laughs> um, for uh, the Discord chats and Tiny Dots merch. A C A for all of our beautiful merch, of which there are still tons <laughs> that. Mm-hmm. dress stylish like we do
1: <laughs> yeah uh
0: and finally we want to make sure to thank everybody who helped us put this show on today uh shout out to the folks who did a lot of work to help prep that weren't able to make it tonight uh as well as everybody on our crew take a moment to see that crew cam thank Yay! y'all so much for all that hard work
2: it's secular sexuality Ooh. reality tv now we're... yeah
0: right <laughs> <The secular laughs> show. got a rose for my each god of you. yes yeah. The behind one them. is white,
3: one is yellow, and one is
0: red. Yeah. Are there any kind of final thoughts you'd like to leave with the audience tonight? Uh, we're a little bit over time, so Phoebe, let me start with you and we'll go snappy from here. It's television. Remember that. <laughs> Just remember it's television. Well said. Uh, Miss O'Kiss, how about from you?
2: Uh, I guess Andy Warhol said everyone was going to get their 15 minutes of fame and now everybody gets to have, if they want it, an entire season of fame. <laughs> and they have a little control over it and maybe not a lot, but they get it. Their 15 minutes or however long they end up on one of those shows.
0: Sure. And Ashley, uh, what are some final thoughts you'd like to leave with us before we step out?
2: Well,
4: as Phoebe said, it's just television. It's not mm-hmm. a dick. Don't take it so hard. <laughs>
3: Fair enough. No. And Christy, <laughs> did we convince you, Chris? Have we got a convert?
0: You know, I, I, I am with you that it, quote, can be better. I am not convinced that it is or will be, but I do want to say that I, I believe that there are some shows that exist that are of a quality, but man, there is so much to sort through and so much bullshit. And so I guess from me, if I am going to weigh in at all, it would just be to say that you should consume these things mindfully. And by that, I don't necessarily mean only watch programming that lines up with your values. You should do it
3: whilst meditating. Well, yeah. (laughs)
4: <laughs> you know,
0: but, but more like, notice how these things impact you. Uh, we, we've talked a lot about 90 Day Fiancé, and I, I wasn't meaning to give this speech, but I'll say that that show in particular involves a lot of storylines around like really aggressive mate guarding, really aggressive, like, if you even have a friend of the opposite sex, then there's something wrong with you. And I noticed that just being around that content really upset me as somebody who is not super dude and who has a ton of female friends and who has lived a polyamorous lifestyle. It's upsetting to think that this is somehow normalized, but that doesn't mean that I can't enjoy a bunch of people in bikinis on beaches being bitches to- towards one another. <laughs> and so if you can find enjoyment, find enjoyment. And yeah. and I guess with that I'll just tell everybody that, you know, whether you are here to make friends, whether you're here to find love or to win at all costs, I just want to encourage everybody watching tonight to to go and give themselves a nice big ol orgasm or better yet, give somebody one else, else one. one. Watch Talk Heathen live Sundays at 1 p.m. Central. Visit tiny.cc slash ytth and call into the show at 512-991-9242
1: or connect to the show online at tiny.cc slash callth.